I'm having a great time with the research. We got to work on new problems. Not a lot of people are holding you to deadlines like they used to, so that's been really hard for me. It was an adjustment to become a student again, but I have a feeling that the most challenging parts are yet to come. I've realized that I've learned a lot and grown a lot as a graduate student. You're listening to Vitamin PhD, a podcast from Boston University delivering career narratives and skills know-how to supplement your doctoral studies. Hey everyone, I'm Maria Ayub. And I'm Jenna Zajak. And you're listening to Vitamin PhD. So today we wanted to start off by just introducing ourselves and talking a little bit about how we got here and what this upcoming season is going to look like. So briefly, Maria and I are both PhD students in the Rehabilitation Sciences program at Boston University in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, So Maria, do you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit more about your background? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jenna. Really excited to be here with you and to do this season with you. Um, So my background, I did my undergraduate degree in kinesiology at the University of Maryland. I kind of picked it out of a hat. I did an internship in high school in physical therapy and was like, yeah, kinesiology might be kind of cool. Let me check this out. And, you know, was taking some of my classes, ended up in a motor control and learning class, which is basically just like how the brain controls movement, ended up loving it. And I asked to work with the professor, um, Dr. Rodolfo Gentili. Um, He has a lab at the University of Maryland called the Cognitive Motor Neuroscience Lab. And they look at um, upper limb movement and how the brain um, kind of directs that movement. So I was taking his class, really liked it, asked to work with him. He was like, yeah, sure, we have a spot in the lab. And I ended up finding this love for research that I never knew that I had. I kind of just wanted to do it just to be like, yeah, like I did something, you know. Um, But I started helping run experiments. I ended up um, designing my own senior honors thesis and running my own experiment and just found out how much I loved research in the process. And throughout um, about the two years that I was there, I was planning on going to occupational therapy school, um, was prepping for that, interning in that. But the more I interned in it, the more... I realized it wasn't really what I wanted to do. I was coming home from my internships, just like not really that excited about it. I was like, this is okay. Um, But I found myself looking more forward to being in the lab. And so one day I was like, okay, you know, it's uh, the end of junior year and I'm, you know, prepping my applications and stuff soon. But just out of curiosity, I went to talk to Dr. Gentili and I was like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on me doing like a PhD or something, maybe, I don't know. And he was like, I have been waiting two years for you to ask me that. Um, And that was kind of where it all began. Um, I just kind of like upended my entire plan to go to OT school that summer. I made a whole list of neuroscience programs I wanted to apply to, um, got all my rec letters together. It was a pretty crazy um, experience because I just kind of like shifted my whole plan over the course of like two months. Um, so I ended up applying to 12 neuroscience programs, one kinesiology master's program. And in the process of doing all of that, I ended up visiting um, here at BU, the neuroscience program. And while I was here, one of the professors was like, oh, like, you know, based on your interest, you might be interested in the rehab sciences program. And I was like, oh, but it's like the end of December. Like, are they even accepting applications still? Turns out they were until January, I think, 15th. 
and I ended up applying on a whim and ended up here. So that is just kind of how we ended up right here. It ended up being the best fit after all the neuroscience programs and stuff. I was like, no, I think this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And uh, I yeah. am really glad it ended up here. Yeah. It's so interesting too. you know, thinking about your story and just how things play out. Like, even though you have an intention of doing one thing and that's always, you know, what you thought you were going to do and that's what you're going to go into. And then just how along the way, these other things, you know, just happenstance, like that you end up in these opportunities or take advantage of them and then end up finding out that's, you know, um, what you're really passionate about. And it's just so interesting hearing everyone's like journey of how they got to where they are and their backgrounds. Cause usually it's not this linear path. It's like some, extra off road that ended up leading them, you know, to where they are. Yes, yes, for sure. It definitely threw me a lot of curveballs, um but they all ended up bringing me to where I really think I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm really happy to be here and I'm glad that it worked out this way even though it was kind of a, a crazy road. Um but yeah, how about you? Yeah, so I was in school for like 6 years before the PhD program. So I was in a physical therapy program. I knew back in um like high school, middle school, I I wanted to do PT. I like most others had injured themselves, so I dislocated my knee actually while I was playing soccer back in middle school and kind of from that point out um and on I wanted to do PT after having gone through it myself. So I went to Nazareth College, which is a private school out in Rochester, New York. And so I did their like uh, three and three program, but you do your undergrad and grad all in the six years, all in the same program, which is great. Um, So, you know, I went through my undergrad there. You don't have to like reapply or anything, which is amazing. Um, And then went through PT school. And one of the great things about uh, NAS was that we had both on, we had on-campus clinics. So not only you know, you do, do you do your like clinical rotations where you go off site? We also had on campus, like a neuro, a neuro and an ortho clinic. So we had patients coming in and as students, we got the opportunity, um, you know, to work with them. And that was part of our curriculum as well. And we had a lot of the faculty and some adjunct faculty as our like clinical instructors. Uh, so just extra learning experience. So we had, that was one of our opportunities. And the other was that we got, uh, we were involved in research. So this was also part of our curriculum. Uh, We were in groups and we had a faculty mentor and we conducted a research project through our last two years in the program. Uh, So kind of both of those experiences started giving the idea that I might want to do research. So in the neuro clinic, for example, um, you know, I had so many amazing opportunities working with people with uh, like traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, uh, Parkinson's, uh, you know, like paraplegia and all these different just populations. And I found myself always in the clinic just asking so many questions of like, well, like, why is this happening? Or, or why can't we do that? Or how can we, how can we make that better? Or what's out there? You know, I would even ask about the researcher be like, well, what's the best, wh- what's the best way to address this? Um, and just found myself asking so many questions that there weren't necessarily answers for. Uh, so that, you know, started sparking somewhat of an interest, uh, you know, in research, but at that point still wanted to do, like still want to work with patients, still want to do clinical work. Um, and then we had to do, so like I mentioned, we did our research project. Uh, so I worked with Dr. Linda Reek for that. We worked in the motion analysis lab at Nazareth, which was awesome. And we were looking at kind of different muscle activation ratios in uh, individuals with paraplegia. So basically 
you know, they use their arms for all of their upper, like every daily activity task. So basically over time, the shoulder can get injured because you're overusing it. So we were looking with like EMG and, and everything like that, it kind of how to optimize this like muscle ratio to kind of decrease pain and potential injury over time. Uh, so I really enjoyed, you know, the whole process of that, just like doing the research, um, you know, all the data analysis, just, and then coming out at the end after this long process with some sort of, you know, finding that you could then implement. And I, and I, I just really like loved that process and, um, kind of similar to you. It's like, I started liking that more than actually like my clinicals, like going on clinical, I was like, yeah, I like this, but it just wasn't like, it, I didn't get as much out of it. Um, and so I remember going, you know, I remember going to talk to my, um, Dr. Reek about it, my mentor at the time. And, uh, you know, I brought it up to her and it's kind of same thing, same thing as you, yet, you know, they'd been waiting for you to say that. And she's like, she said to me specifically, she's like, I don't normally recommend to people like to go for a PhD. Cause it's not, you know, some people bring it up and she's kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know. Um, but she said, honestly, she was like, I can't picture you anywhere else. Uh, so, you know, I started looking in my last year of PT school, like in September and had to take my GREs, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, get the application ready. So kind of quick turnaround like you and applied in December. Um, and I, you know, getting to BU, I, I remember, uh, I was looking at different schools. One of my, um, one of the, one of the directors of our program, uh, Dr. JJ Mauter, she, she was great. And she really helped me figure out, uh, kind of what I wanted to do almost and, you know, direct me into this rehab sciences. Cause you know, when we were looking at different types of PhDs and stuff like that for different programs and everything. And so, um, I was like looking at different mentors and came across, uh, Terry, Ellis at uh, BU and saw everything she was doing. I'm like, oh, that can be, that could be kind of cool. Like that sounds along like the lines of what I, you know, I'm interested in. And so she, um, so basically ended up applying there, talking to Terry, met her at actually the APTA CSM conference in January and kind of a quick turnaround and got accepted. And here we are. So uh, it's kind of similar of, you know, it wasn't what I was planning on doing throughout my college career, but uh, definitely what I'm most passionate about and happy I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of what you said resonates with me and like, especially, uh, the fact that we both had such good mentors that kind of pushed us to where we are too. And they were like, Oh, like not even like, I don't necessarily recommend this to everybody, but it's like, they supported us in what we wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just super important. And we'll get into that later this season too, um, in terms of mentorship, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad we both ended up here and that we're doing this too. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, so now that we're both here, Maria, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing now now that you're here? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, Jenna, as you mentioned, um, we are in the rehabilitation sciences PhD program. I am in the movement science concentration and I work with Dr. Simone Gill in the Motor Development Laboratory. So we kind of look at um, motor development um, across the lifespan and across multiple populations. And I, in particular, look at walking and motor control in children with autism spectrum disorder. And I'm particularly interested in um, walking in this population during dual tasks, so multitasking. And I'm really hoping to look at that for my dissertation, which I'm um, just starting to think about now as I 
um, in, the, in the beginning of my third year. So I'm really excited to get started on that. Um, but up until now, you know, I've been working on other projects in the lab. Um, we do a lot of research with fall risk in um, adults with obesity. So I've been helping um, look at some of that data, um, writing some manuscripts, uh, just generally learning a lot about gait in the past two years. I didn't know anything about walking um, coming into this program. I did all upper limb research. As I mentioned, it was just all arm stuff and I knew nothing about legs. Um, so it was a huge uh, learning experience the past couple of years, just like getting on the same page with all of that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I do now. I just finished my comprehensive exams as well. Or Yay. sorry, not finished all of them. I think <laughs> finished phase one of my comps. Um, so now we're just waiting for feedback and revisions and stuff and orally defending it. And hopefully um, in the next couple months, maybe I'll be a PhD candidate. We will see. Yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, very excited about it. And I love my lab. I uh, love the people that I work with. Um, so I'm definitely very excited that this is where I ended up. Um, but how about you? Yeah. Yeah. So I am in my second year of the PhD program. It's still, even though it's only the second year, it's still crazy. Like saying that, like, it's just, mm -hmm. it goes by very quickly. Um, yeah. which I mean, even like college did as like, well, but it's just funny how fast it goes by. Um, so I work in the Center for Neurorehabilitation uh, with Dr. Terry Ellis, as I had mentioned, and primarily we work with individuals with Parkinson's disease. Um, so we're a clinic, so we actually have patients coming in and working with patients, but then we also conduct research in the same facility, which is great uh, for you know the, that translational component of doing research and then really translating it right into practice. Um, so that's awesome because then I still get some of my clinical experience like as a mm -hmm. physical therapist besides just the research component. So I can kind of keep up to date on that as well and keep those skills, which is always nice. Uh, so a lot of the first year uh, was, you know, a lot of just reading the literature, really becoming an expert in Parkinson's disease and understanding it. Uh, our lab does a lot with exercise, um, like looking at exercise and particularly walking to help, you know delay and postpone that trajectory of decline that you see a lot in Parkinson's disease. Um, and my mentor specifically, and a lot of the re current research we're doing is with mobile health technology and kind of how we can implement that uh, to help um, individuals stay with an exercise program and kind of making it a habit over the long term. Uh, so that's a lot of what, of what we're working on um, or looking at now and some of the current studies we have going. Um, we're also um, one of the projects I started working on more is taking some of that baseline data that we've currently collected. And I've already submitted a couple abstracts that I just found out recently got accepted to a couple of virtual conferences, Ooh, which awesome. are really exciting. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, you know, working on my first real manuscript uh, as like a first author, which is really exciting. Um, mm -hmm. So with some of that data, so I'm working on that now. And then uh, you know, just still, I'm still in the midst of coursework. So still going through a lot of that, um, but getting some really cool opportunities. Like I've gotten to work with uh, Jim Cavanaugh, who's a physical therapist out in Maine, uh, to learn more about the specific activity monitors that we're using, which has been awesome. And then also collaborating with a lot of the neurologists at Boston Medical Center. We're starting up some stuff with deep brain stimulation and uh, kind of working with that on some projects. So that's been, that's been awesome. Uh, really good experience. So same, and same thing as you, just the lab environment is 
amazing. And I just knew coming here after meeting the students, both, you know, in my lab and then all of you, um, just the rest of the students in the program, it's, it's a really good fit. Um, and I think that's such a huge, a huge factor in one deciding where to go, where to go, but then the longevity of you throughout the program, just being happy with, you know, where you are, the place, the people, uh, you know, and feeling comfortable and um, excited to go in every day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of that kind of contributes to what like your experience in grad school overall is going to be like, you're in it for the long haul, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's so important to find a place where you think it'll be a good fit. And I think we both got really lucky in that we ended up here. um, And that ended up being a good fit for both of us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so do you have any idea? So like after, um, you know, throughout grad school, but kind of when you're you know, the trajectory afterwards, like what you're hoping to get out of it or kind of where you, where you're thinking about ending up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think I want to end up in academia. Um, I, I would love to have my own lab, um, like cultivate my own research line. I already have an idea for it. Like I'm just really, <laughs> really invested in that idea. And it's kind of the traditional route, you know, of, you know, wanting to become a professor and have your own research and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it does, it really does appeal to me. Um, But I did, you know, start thinking recently about, well, maybe I should keep my eyes open towards industry as well. Um, Because Mm -hmm. lots of people have had great experiences in industry. And there are plenty of really great institutions that are, um, you know, doing industry work. And I just think I'm not like necessarily leaning towards it by any means, but I'm still keeping my eyes open towards that and just making sure that, you know, I I go into it with an open mind. But for now, I think I'm mainly um, on the academic route. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I feel like you're really doing these programs have to keep an open mind. Like you can have one intention going into it. And I think it's, you know, in some ways it's important to focus in some ways so you know, like, what experiences you want to try to get throughout the program, like kind of gear you towards that. But it's so, you know, having an open mind and just the opportunities that come along can end up leading you into something that's, again, like even through our undergrad experiences in college ended up leading leading us here and we didn't expect it. So, um, you know, keeping an open mind. And I think I'm along this a similar way to you, uh, you know, initially, you know, thinking more towards academia right now and teaching. I would love to do something at you know, an institution or university where I can teach like PT students and then have like a lab as well and conduct research kind of similar to like, you know, similar to kind of the setup at BU or um, like what Terry's doing or even from uh, PT school, kind of that same idea where they're conducting research, um, but you can still teach and uh, do a little bit of practice and working with patients. Um, So some kind of combination. Uh, But so that's kind of where I'm looking or thinking about right now, but, um, you know, always open to seeing what's, what comes along the way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If there's one thing we learned from our undergrad to grad (laughs) experience, then I think, uh, it should be that we should, uh, keep an open mind and just kind of take things as they come, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like one of those things about keeping an open mind, switching gears a little bit into this podcast uh, you know, I, for one, I don't know about you, never imagined actually doing a podcast. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, so I hate hearing my own voice. So um, never really thought that I would be doing something like this. But, you know, Maria, do you want to maybe tell everyone a little bit about why we even thought about starting this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
Um, I also never, ever envisioned myself doing a podcast. Sound of my own voice makes me cringe. Um, I'm a little bit of an introverted person. Like I, doing something like this and putting um, my voice and my thoughts out into the world is just kind of intimidating in many ways. Um, but I remember back in maybe March or April when um, the pandemic started, we were talking about how we felt just kind of disconnected from everything and everyone. Everybody was on Zoom. Everybody was in different locations. The sense of connection in the grad community was just lost. It, it, was, it became so different not being able to see everyone in classes and in the lab and things like that. And it, it was just kind of lonely, you know. Um, it, it became difficult um, to continue, like, connecting with people and, like, feeling like you were part of something. Um, when you just kind of see somebody's face on a screen for a little bit, and that's like your only uh, connection to the world, you know. And so we we kind of started this because we wanted to bring to, like the grad community together on kind of some hot topics um, that come up in the community, and just kind of co- mainly connect people in this time of disconnect. Um, and you know, some of the things that we want to talk about, of course, are um, like mental health and self care. But also things like how do you how are you successful in grad school? What should the mentorship model really look like? Um, how do you build connections with people in and out of your program, people in in your field, things like that? And we wanted to bring in professors and students and kind of just chat with them and see like hear their thoughts on all of that. And we thought it might be kind of a good way to um, bring everyone together. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, af- you know, having done this, it's it's just a great opportunity that we're able to take to just talk with so many different individuals as well. Um, and just gain so many perspectives, learn about new people within our program, outside of our program, outside of our school. Um, and and just being able to bring all those different yet common thoughts, perspectives, everything like that together. And again, like I think it did give us that sense of, connection in a time that felt so disconnected in a way. Um, and it, it was almost like a good opportunity to be able to take advantage of this during a time also when, um, you know, maybe, yes, there was a lot going on, but also a time where you did have a little extra downtime as compared to when you were, you know, going into a lab every day or, you know, doing other things. It was kind of something fun to look forward to and do. Um, and just knowing that we were helping to potentially, you know, bring other people together or, you know, share some of our thoughts, ideas, and those of others with, you know, everyone around us. But with that, that's all we really have on us. Uh, But, you know, we're really excited to be able to share this season with everyone um, and just share all the upcoming guests and uh, perspectives and podcasts that we have coming up for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're interested in following more about our particular journeys through grad school, you can follow us on Twitter at Maria J. Ayub, and that's A-Y-O-U-B, and at Zajac underscore Jenna, and that's Z-A-J-A-C. And of course, you can follow the podcast at BU Vitamin PhD. Tune in for our next episode on mental health in graduate school. And thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of Vitamin PhD.